Hi everyone, Quincy here. I just want to apologize in advance for the sound quality in episode two. Kelsey was not in the same space as us due to the end of her pregnancy. She was not traveling as much. And so we were recording our phone call via Zoom. However, there's some great information here, so we wanted to make sure that it got into your hands. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Our hosts are experts in obesity medicine and have collectively treated thousands of patients for obesity and are here to help you on your own journey. As busy parents ourselves, we totally understand what it's like to try and live healthy while also trying to stay on top of the busy demands in our life. We are excited that you decided to join us today. Hey everyone, as some of our hosts have medical licenses, we need to share the following legal disclaimer with you. Please note that our podcast is not intended to, and must never be considered, a substitute for professional medical advice from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare professional with questions you may have regarding your medical condition. This podcast is not intended to be relied upon for medical diagnosis or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of our content. I'm Ron. I'm Quincy. And today we are going to address um, and talk about some tried and true strategies that can call, that we can use every day at every meal to help you eat less. So if you're if you're either starting the weight loss journey or um, just tired of overeating, we're going to talk about some ways that you can implement today. Hey, Who wants to go first? To get started, maybe what we could do is define a couple eating disorders that we see commonly in our practice. Um, and so th- while this is applicable to everyone, um, make sure you're getting professional help for some of these disorders. Like binge eating is probably the number one thing I see in my clinic. It's the number one eating disorder in the country. Um, and binge eating is typically eating large amounts of food to where you physically feel ill, you have lots of guilt and shame that's associated with it, and it's a cycle. So it'll happen multiple times a week. So if you feel like you fit more into this binge eating category, I would strongly recommend you seeking out help working with a therapist, a doctor, to help get these issues under control. It also has to be for at least six months. So if it's just something that's happened because of something recently, it doesn't meet the criteria for binge eating, I'm not saying don't seek help. I'm just saying keep that in mind to fit the diagnosis. It has to be for at least six months. But what we all do is emotional eating because we've associated every behavior and emotion with food. We eat when we're tired. We eat when we're hungry. We eat when we're anxious. We we eat when we get our grades back. We eat when we fail a test. We eat well or don't eat well, but we eat because we accomplish the big assignment at work. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we all hit the Mickey D's on the way home. I hate it. I'm not a big fan of them, (laughs) except for breakfast, if you're traveling. This is not a promotion. Okay, I forgot what we were talking about. What's this podcast on? Okay, so how can we... Now I want McDonald's. No. (laughs) Go ahead, Kelsey. Sorry. 
Okay, no, so one of my greatest, like, tips on how to eat less is just making sure your eating experience is mindful. So, mm-hmm. as a busy mom, I catch even myself eating on the go, or I'm making kids lunches or breakfast, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a snack or, you know, a bite of this, and before I know, I've had way more food than I realized. So, taking the time at every meal to sit down, limit those distractions, um, that includes like reading a book or your cell phone, TV. and um, that way you can kind of gain the pleasure and the satisfaction and listen to your body signals. Your body will tell you when you're full. Um, our go, go, go society has kind of helped mask those sensations, but our body will give us those sensations of, okay, you've had enough food. And if you're, yeah. if you're busy reading or you're at the counter or you're driving or whatnot, you don't have that connection between the brain and the body. You're too focused doing other things, so you're just mindlessly eating, and you're always going to overeat. Yes, and I don't know, like, not even at a mealtime, if you're on social media, Facebook, Pinterest, something like that, with food psychology, like, when you're looking at lots of pictures of food, um, you're going to get more hungry. You're going to want more food than what your body needs at that moment. In other words, when I go to the movie and they're putting the Coca-Cola and the popcorn, that means I can't watch a movie without having those things? Yeah. Right? That's why they do it. So you'll hit the concession stand. Yes. Don't be a yeah. sucker for that. <laughs> Don't let them win. Yes, you can watch a movie without eating. You can. A couple other ideas. Use smaller plates. And get all fancy on yourself and set the table, like get a plate and a fork and a knife and really sit down and treat yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think eating well and eating to fuel your body is a great form of self-care. Agreed. Very true. Um, another thing you can do is making sure you put your fork down in between each bite. Or if you're eating a sandwich or a hamburger, go ahead and put that down so you allow yourself time to properly chew um, which will actually help with the digestion process as well. If you want to slow things down, eat with your non-dominant hand or try chopsticks. I can eat pretty good with chopsticks. <laughs> You're Korean. I'm horrible. <laughs> I can't use chopsticks. <laughs> I can't use chopsticks either, but um, yes, don't wear a white shirt. Maybe wear a bib when you're <laughs> <laughs> with your other hand. Chopsticks are easy. They just take some time to get used to. <laughs> After you finish your plate, just kind of sit with it and see, where am I? Am I still hungry, ravenous? Do I need to eat? Or am I okay? Am I satisfied? It, your body needs a minute for these hormones of digestion to catch up. So you, you got to, if you're just constantly eating, you're going to be way, way overfed. I tell my patients to set a timer for about eight to 10 minutes. That doesn't mean you have to get up and go do something else. You can sit there, you can talk, you can enjoy the people you're with or just meditate or whatever, but just be in the moment, but give yourself some time to let those gut hormones actually kick in and hit our brain saying we're actually done. Yeah. I've seen research saying it takes almost 15 to 20 minutes to actually have your brain register that you are eating and um, the food. And so those are that, those gut hormones that are making their way up to the brain. I won't, I, I won't argue that. I just don't think they're going to sit around for 10 to 15 minutes or 20 minutes though before. So, yeah. Um, I see this 
more like with people who are who are fast eaters. And I mean, I'm one. I tend to. I don't know why. Since the beginning of time, I'm. Um, it's one I'm of the criteria to be a nurse. You have to eat fast. Or in healthcare. Yeah, I think in healthcare in general. Um, will fall in the fast eating category. Um, but that it does like from the time you first have your first bite, that 15 to 20 minutes, um, for your brain to start realizing what you're doing. Yeah. Better not let my wife hear this podcast because this is a source of discussion between her and me. I eat really fast and she eats really slow, <laughs> like really slow. When we went on a family vacation one time, like we were with her sister and she would be, she would get her food first and she would be like take forever to be done. We're all waiting for her to go on to the next amusement park ride. But, but I'm also a really fast eater. Like I would be done with my meal in like five minutes. And yeah, that, that trigger of that feeling of satiety, I, I would not feel that. Yeah, you had to give that like 10 to 15 more minutes. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. why I use chopsticks. Well, I can't say that because last night when I went out to eat with my family, I was the first one done with chopsticks. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work for you. Any other ideas, Kelsey? Nothing's coming to my head at this moment. I, I think this is a good time to just mention the uh, seven-day um, course. Um, a little mini course that Kelsey helped design, which basically looks at mindful eating and helping you get in control of your eating process and overcoming your stress eating and really becoming in tune with your body's cues. Um, Kelsey's done a great job with handouts and goals and, and a video that you watch daily for seven days just to help you get into that. Um, we have that on our webpage and I also put it in the show notes um, just to make sure you guys are aware of that. It's really cheap. It's just a 10 buck course. We actually just charge the $10 just to have you make sure that you're wanting to do it. Um, because honestly, if you don't put money into it, you may just be like, oh, I'll sign up for that and you never do it. And what our goal is, is we want you to be able to make those changes. And so we're going to, we want you to be able to put some skin in the game. Exactly. So one other idea that I thought of real quick was I tell people to prioritize protein, meaning not more protein, but at least start with the protein. Second, don't fear the fat. Again, we're talking more low-carb ketogenic. Not that we have to have a lots of fat, but just don't be afraid of it. So a fattier cut of meat, or if there's not a lot of fat there, just add a little bit more. And then third, try to cut back on your carbohydrates, starting with the processed stuff and trying to get rid of that. So having a plan when you start eating of what you're trying to put the right type of fuel in can definitely help you also. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I agree too. Oh, something... Um in the stress eating course that Quincy just talked about, but we have this like hunger scale. Um, and it's like perceived as what you think, um, your hunger. But if you wait until you get too hungry, you're kind of fatigued, you're dizzy, you're faint. Um, kind of that hangry coming out. That is probably, you're going to eat more at that meal because you are so, so hungry. So if you tend to eat more regularly and not allow yourself to get too hungry, you'll be able to just naturally eat less because your body won't feel like you've been depriving itself. Very true, but sometimes may, maybe adding some water, maybe a little bit of electrolytes. Yeah, water and electrolytes are huge. I, I recommend always drinking water with your meals. Um, some people have a hard time getting in enough water anyways. So having that glass of water that you either drink before you start eating or throughout your meal um, will help too. Well, one thing to be careful, I know it's probably not a large number of people out there, 
But if you've already had gastric sleeve or gastric ruin Y procedure, they don't recommend it because they can actually push things through a little bit faster. So it's a side note. So if you're one of those people, we'll have to have a podcast about those eating habits if you are one of them. If you're interested, let us know. Yeah, that'll be a good podcast. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate your time that you took with us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Why Wait Elevate podcast. We hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you found it to be so, can you please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice like iTunes or Stitcher? It really helps others hear about this podcast, and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you.